0: А.Егорова Редактор субтитров А.Семкин Корректор А.Егорова I guess we're live again. Welcome back to Informal with Sharmul. That is the name of the show, but we also go by the IWS podcast or a long recording of Sharmul into a microphone-like device that is then broadcast over the interwebs to reach out to people across local boundary India and traverse to all over world globally so new listeners thank you for being here thank you for taking the time out to check out the IWS podcast it's always a pleasure to be able to appeal to new ears and this is not an alien transmission being broadcast from Mars my name is not Elon Tusk so um Please enjoy this show of smart, local and global solutions to everyday problems and um, the stories behind the stories that are brought to you by your host, Sharmo. Uh, our listeners, I don't think I need to remind you about what's happening. So. Um, Kudos for checking in. Kudos for spreading the good word. It's always appreciated. You are So um, welcome to this new episode guys. It's the uh, weekday edition and uh, we are past the middle of March in 2021. So how's everybody doing? How are you all? How is it going? I'm doing quite okay and we have a lot of things to catch up on. I'm going to start with a couple of announcements. I'd like to thank the lovely Amaria for the background track, Lovely Swindler, that always gets us hyped up at the start of the IWS podcast. And um, I'd like to thank Amaria, aka the... Creator of the Lovely Swindler, you can find Amaria's work on the Creative Commons websites. Is on SoundCloud under soundcloud.com slash Amaria Music. That is the link that you would have to click on if you want to check out Amaria's work. Or else, you can also download the work creatively under HTTPS semicolon forward slash forward slash bit.ly forward slash lovely hyphen swindler moving ahead I would like to take a chance to also thank the lovely ghost rifter ghost rifter is a musician who puts out some amazing content and uh, has put out some chill hop vibes uh, my favorite is Midnight Stroll. It also constitutes as relaxing study music, I believe. So anyone who's into that whole lo-fi chill hop movement on um, YouTube who's familiar with the you know the the famous girl studying with headphones on and bopping to the music which has now been made like a movement. There's like figurines of hers that are being made by global toy sellers. It's a whole lo-fi movement that got popularized more during the pandemic because everybody was at home. Just putting their earphones on and bop into some chill beats. Bop into some chill podcast like the IWS podcast that was birthed during COVID. And um, taking, a, taking a load off from the day-to-day work, man. So um, shout out to this creator right here. And um, plowing ahead. Let's talk a little bit about Sharmel and the IWS podcast, guys. Uh, congratulations to the IWS podcast team, because uh, we are now on the YouTube channel for brand antimatter experts. The antimatter expert movement has begun, and. The founders have uh, created an amazing space called the Anti-Matter Experience. You can find the antimatter Experts on Instagram under the username anti-matter-experts. Uh, they're also called the Anti-Matti, oh, I'm sorry, I messed up, the Anti-Matti, no, it's the Anti-Matter Matter Experts, like the Anti-Social Social Club. Uh, regular people who are tuning in are wondering what the hell is wrong with Sharmal? Why is he saying two words twice the anti anti social social club club? What is wrong with Sharmal? Why is he talking like this? So for people who are not aware of this cultural global movement Unlike hipsters reporting out of all countries wearing t-shirts that say the anti social social club uh, But then they wear these t-shirts the very anti-social teens I'm talking about and go to clubs and then party there. It's kind of confusing for onlookers on the one hand You're saying you're not social then you're saying you're social What's the confusion? Well, Sharmal took it upon himself to tell regular people what these anti-social social people are and What does it really? mean so what the hell did sharmal do he took it upon himself to go on the website and find out about the movement this is when he was in college uh, sharmal went to a national global college international global college sorry and uh, he saw this weird terminology never understood what this meant but apparently a streetwear brand called founded by individual Nick Neek Lurk, N-E-E-K-L-U-R-K, started this club. And what it really means is antisocial behaviors are actions that harm or lack consideration for the well-being of others. That's what it basically means. So why was this social club started? Why do infamous um, celebrities like Kanye West wear these things, especially when they're going through personal tribulations like divorce uh, battling mental health what really is the meaning of this social club so um, the Urban Dictionary or Urban a famous place that tells old folks and uh, baby boomers and Budhe bande about how these young millennial bande or you know these freaking um, Gen Z and uh, uh, hunky-dory hipster guys how they how they act and what they mean uh, you go to urban dictionary.com So urban dictionary.com says the antisocial social club is that one group of friends that just sits on their phones all the time And don't talk to each other. So um, if you sit on your phone don't talk to each other You're a part of the antisocial social club. This is not Sharmul saying. This is the internet talking and a brand of clothing for emo kids that seems too edgy is another meaning that's been given and people who usually uh, associate with this club are known to uh, listen to Nirvana and sniff paint and glue. So, that's interesting. I don't want to be uh, the kind of person who sniffs glue. So, I'm very happy being an anti-matter matter expert. An anti-matter matter expert, very much like this uh, you know, low-key, passive-aggressive, rebellious movement, is actually for subject matter experts or people who are experts in certain fields like anything on the lines of you know with the internet being so easily available in all countries including uh you know like a third world developing country like india where high-speed internet is now available you me and the rest of the world are seeing regular day-to-day people becoming experts at fields that they never could have become experts at for example a farmer's child has now or can now become an expert at something like graphic designing or at something like video editing um, using diverse technologies by simply um, dedicating themselves to e-learning utilizing the internet to learn these skills and then hone them so the anti-matter matter expert movement was started by Sharmal and some other like-minded individuals uh, in the year i believe it was something like 2019 somewhere around 2018 or 19 when Sharmal started to have these interesting discussions while himself working in silicon valley and um in california uh, as a project associate with multiple Fortune 500 companies that paid him a decent amount of money which was then utilized to pay rent and enjoy a half-decent lifestyle in the greatest country in the world, America, or at least what was the greatest country in the world before the pandemic. So, um, Sharmal realized that this movement would grow and at that time no pandemic had taken place. So the movement kind of was birthed out of the understanding that, um, you know, technology is transforming the way experts around the world are living. You could be an expert without even knowing it. And um, he started writing about his exposure to uh, subject matter experts in the professional fields. Let's say if he was working on a project for an automotive company and the kind of people who manufacture cars people who have the knowledge to know how a car runs or to know how a car runs via a smartphone like turning it on and stuff that is a subject matter expert who that's the subject matter is the um that the knowledge of how that car um works the internals of it how the engine works how the back end works what kind of, um, you know, engineering is required to drive this car without a person, that kind of stuff, you know, crazy groundbreaking stuff. And a subject matter expert would then work with uh, general employees who make up part of the, um, you know, machinery or ecosystem corporate in the corporate realm and then uh, help to, Produce and ship out a product. So that's the basic def- definition of like a subject matter expert You can be a subject matter expert in accounting physics anything So an anti-matter expert for starters would be someone who does not only the job that has been put in front of them So let's say I'm working in um, Data science or data anal- Analytics, so my job is to crunch numbers and look at data all day. However, I am also an expert at threading because i have spent a couple thousand hours in my childhood uh, knitting and threading clothes that makes me an anti-matter matter matter expert i have the skill i don't get paid a monetary value for it yet however if i was to take up this uh, skill in freelance in the freelance world of let's say selling um, knitted products then those products would sell very well because that is a skill I have and I'm very good at it. So if I'm able to build on a skill and actually get some money out of it, it's not a lot of money as long as it's some money. So if I'm able to, let's say, monetize my skill, I am definitely an antimatter expert at that very skill. So that's how the movement started. And uh, here's the fun part. That movement obviously was spearheaded by the growth of podcasting so um, it honestly did not start with podcasting it started when the antimatter experts took a moment to start publishing content on medium.com all the social media sites had taken over and uh, screwed everybody across the world in their um, general psychological and um, anatomical understanding of what is good or bad for them. People spend more time looking at garbage imagery coming from people in the fashion world, people in the luxury lifestyle realm and forgot what's really important. The enjoyment of life, um, the enjoyment of great experiences, good beverages for any person, like in their day-to-day. So, <clears throat> the real problem began when a non-antimatter expert was considered someone who was not a part of the general populace, who wasn't, you know, going out, who wasn't social, so to speak, very much um, like the rest of the people who are on these social media websites. So the antimatter experts took it on themselves to start bopping to lo-fi music, starting their own movement, and writing on places like Medium.com, where you get validated for your thoughts rather than your t h o t s thoughts, or let's put it like this, rather than your um, your video or um, image-based content that is being populated. Um, now I know that Twitter is also the kind of place where you are. Validated for your thoughts. However, the problem that antimatter experts saw was that Twitter was a short-form content Platform and that is why there was so much outrage on it one could not really understand one's opinions in short-form content so uh, the antimatter experts took it on themselves to take some time to understand the um, The meaning of context content and what long-form and short-form content means. Platforms like YouTube uh, encourage long-form content. And it's pretty amazing because you then actually really start to understand what a creator really means, wants to do, and why they do it. And that's pretty much why podcasts became so popular in the Americas. And now, uh, after the pandemic, why they're becoming so popular globally. It's the, you know, the, the simple answer is it's the provision of context. So um medium.com is an amazing text-based website where actually the antimatter experience started. So um for anyone who thinks uh Sharmel is ranting on too much, I feel like it is important for you guys to know the context and um we can use this little podcast as a referral point for anyone who's under um, you know who, who who's not understanding the meaning of antimatter experiences so this is kind of the first segment of this podcast which is announcements and uh, the last announcement here is that the antimatter experts are now on Instagram there is a um, YouTube channel called the antimatter experts and it is also brace yourself listeners it is also the latest podcast network in India that's right, YouTube's Indian version as well as the global version, I believe, Antimatter Experts Podcast Network is now actively available. If you guys want to check it out, I would highly uh, implore you and recommend that you do so. You'll find some very, very uh, fun channel art and thumbnail action made by yours truly on the Antimatter Experts YouTube channel and that is also the home for um the iws podcast and we at the antimatter experts network are working on keeping all this content that you're receiving ad-free that's right we are giving you a completely ad-free experience at this point in time, so you guys can enjoy the benefits of long form content and spread the word man, just, uh, just tell people what's it about. If you want some deeper context, you can also go into our Instagram account and uh, under what the Instagram story or highlights feature um, exists, you can click on that to learn more um if you guys were not able to catch up let me repeat that the instagram account for the antimatter experts can be utilized to learn more about the antimatter experience there is a dna icon with a round bulb made which is called the Instagram Highlights feature. So, for anyone who's not familiar with Instagram, you're supposed to click on this. There'll be a little bit of writing, and then there's one that says the IWS podcast right next to it. So, both these are very, very good resources. Again, if you want to understand what the anti experience is, if not, you can always keep tuning into the IWS podcast to enjoy long form civilized, organized, formalized, formalized content. So plowing ahead here, let's move to the next segment for the day, which is false factoids. Now, there's a lot of celebrity nonsense out there, guys. Was WandaVision the best Marvel show there was? What about other Marvel shows like Luke Cage, which is on Netflix? The Iron Fist, which is on Netflix? Why is Sharia naming Oh, that's oh, oh! I messed up. I used the wrong uh, pen name. Why is Sharmal using the incorrect terminology for Marvel's shows? A show like Luke Cage or a show like Iron Fist that exists on Netflix is something that should be watched by fans of Marvel. Why are the fans of Marvel not enjoying these things? Are you a fan of DC comics? Is that what it is? So, what really is the reason that this celebrity nonsense regarding the show WandaVision has got Sharmal so enraged? Well, here's what. WandaVision is a show about, let's say, um, Wanda or Wanda the Red Scarlet Witch who helped save the world in the famous Marvel Avengers series with Vision who was a um, he was basically a IOT driven um, code based android who existed um, because Wanda used some weird magic to bring him to life and then uh, this part android part Magic human was then responsible for saving the world and other famous Avengers characters When some crazy action took place in the famous movies for anyone who hasn't seen the Marvel movies um, Especially the Avengers series this segment may not be for you, but it's important to be addressed Why is this show? That talks about the future of the Earth in the Marvel Universe. So important and why have people on the internet been losing their shit about it? Well, here's the thing. It talks about life after, uh, spoiler alert, half the world gets evaporated in the Marvel Universe. And uh, how magic may or may not play a part in, quote-unquote, the world. Um, When I say the world, I mean the Earth. Uh... In terms of reality of uh, choices and actions and dilemmas of the human race that's basically the gargled nonsense that the show represented that now Sharmal is representing and um, that that's what's got people confused about the let's call it the um, the necessity for magic in one's lives. now The long and short of it is that this stuff is pure insanity, like the last five to seven minutes of this podcast that Sharmil has been hosting, because how can we be talking about magic in a time when the COVID pandemic has hit, man? Uh, We should be watching some other fun shows like The Iron Fist and Luke Cage, where the kind of superheroes that are being produced um, and depicted on these content platforms are number one realistic day-to-day characters made by the OG Stan Lee and number two these characters are also like The kind of people you'd meet in a city like New York number one Sharma uh, is a huge fan of these shows because they're based in New York and number two the characters are cool as hell man Luke Cage is a bulletproof gangster who lives in um in New York, dude, he's uh, he's just a bulletproof man walking in Brooklyn, living life, taking easy, getting a haircut. He doesn't even have any hair. So, um, very realistic. You know, how did he get his powers? He got his powers from uh, some weird experiment that some scientist did. It's a very believable kind of concept. And now he just, you know, he just fights gangsters and uh, tries to make the neighborhood a better place. A little bit like Sharmal, you know. Sharmel uh, uses his powers, the power of... Uh, palm casting and tries to spread the good word and um, that's about it dude. Sharma also had a chance to watch The Gentleman which is a great movie about gentrification and mafia amongst millennials and real changes that are taking place in the world. It was a Guy Ritchie movie so obviously the cinematography and direction was amazing but um, it wasn't very realistic. And um, that brings Sharmal to the final part of this segment that he calls celebrity nonsense and false factoids. See, Sharmal ranted about these weird content pieces which he sort of saw, didn't see, liked, didn't like. And the bottom line, dear listeners, is that we didn't really get any value from it. So uh, Sharmal has taken it upon himself to use the beauty of long-form content like he has in the last couple of episodes and now help you guys out by providing you some actual uh, factoids and knowledge and um, utility that can help you. So dear listeners, check out YouTube Vanced. That's right. When we're looking at long-form content, no matter what it is, we want to have our sources specific. So YouTube is a pretty good platform. It helps you see video content and understand uh, really what a lot of hard to do tasks are and how they can be broken down in simple steps using the beauty of video photography. So that's what YouTube is good for. Now here's the thing. Um, If you want an ad-free version of YouTube, it's mostly paid. However, um, a teenage child in New Delhi, India approached Sharmal on his day-to-day and told him that, hey man, you do not need to get the paid version of YouTube because there are some interesting open source applications on the application play stores very much uh, across both Android and iPhone phones that can be utilized to download an application called YouTube Vanced, that's V-A-N-C-E-D. Now, YouTube Vanced helps you log in with your general YouTube account and see ad-free content. You may not get the immediate features like comments, likes, and some other basics that Sharmal feels that almost 70 to 80 percent across the youtube ecosystem may or may not use so for anyone who's looking for utility and who's looking to enjoy long-form content they could probably use this application now sharmul cannot and will not promote the use of youtube best however he does feel that his listeners should definitely check it out because it may be the answer to their problems of Using the regular YouTube application and always being faced with ads, especially when, you know, the best part of their videos is coming up and then they have to see an ad about some random property near them or some product that they clearly do not want. So, um, yeah, I think from a utility standpoint, Sharmil has just turned this podcast around and um, not wasted his uh, listeners' time by giving them the option of checking out youtube advanced that's y-o-u-t-u-b-e space v-a-n-c-e-d check it out if you guys think it's useful uh hit your boy up in the dms of the anti-matter experts on instagram or hit like share and subscribe on youtube you obviously won't be able to do that on Vanced, and that is why sharmal is neither promoting this nor commenting on the use he just feels like if there is anyone who wants to enjoy long-form content youtube venced is a pretty interesting application on the application stores moving ahead to our next segment we are now talking about thinking local and acting global that's right on today's segment Sharmal is going to address auto cars that's right he said it auto cars so for anyone who's familiar with sharmul or who has some idea of sharmul's general understanding of the automotive vehicles they would know that he has had a little bit of experience a small little um half a year experience working for one of the world's largest automobile organizations. Sharmul cannot talk about that very specific automobile manufacturer because of non-compete clauses and signed NDAs and some other legal mumbo-jumbo that he does not care to dwell on. But what is important is understanding the kind of cars that are being made in both India, specifically New Delhi where Sharmul is reporting out of and also um it's important to think about globally what kind of cars are available what kind of gear systems are available um do people still do automatic does india drive in do indians drive the manual gear system lever like what's really happening in the world so um sharmul has had the good fortune of diving into the publication auto cars work both internationally as well as nationally. So from a local standpoint, India has now become the home of some amazing SUVs. Um, specific names are the Kia Soul, or no, I'm sorry, it's the Kia Seltos. That's K-I-A-S-E-L-T-O-S. I believe Kia is a Korean company and they're making an uh, amazing automobile called the Kia Seltos which does not just let their users drive in both manual as well as automatic gear transmissions but also in something called dual clutch transmission for any car enthusiasts out there. That means the car basically becomes a combo of like both manual and automatic gear systems and uh, you can comfortably have that switching experience and enjoy the... Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Mm car noises and that real mm, engine vibe that uh, them car enthusiasts like Sharm will go for. So that's pretty amazing. Now that's the kind of technology that was not available in the 70s when the old folks had to drive them turbo injected, um, you know, muscle cars and it was all about like using the oil and then getting your um gearbox in action and then getting that nos nitros and whatnot all that crazy funky stuff you see in movies like tokyo drift and the famous game called need for speed which is available on multiple gaming platforms stuff got pretty insane when it came to automobiles guys but um talking about third world countries or developing third world countries like india itself there are also some amazing options eco-friendly options like electric cars there is an organization by the name of Morris garages which I believe is uh, British but most of their manufacturing takes place out of China so um, a lot of these uh, electric car choices have become available now for someone who lives in India has lived there for most of their life Sharmil never really understood that this could be an option. Sharmil has spent a huge amount of time traveling in uh, Elon Musk's famous Tesla automobiles. This is only because he was living in California for about um, almost three years of his life and uh, that's pretty much the only thing that people use there man, electric all the way. All them hippies in California have stopped trusting in diesel and petrol. And they're just uh, juicing their cars like um, like the Great Kali. Juicing them steroids and going to the WWE matches, bro. That's what's up. That's the level of juice it is. So um, electronic cars like Mars Garages are coming from global country uh, companies but there are also some local companies like the tata nexon for those of you who don't know about the company tata it is the owner of land rover and jaguar some huge famous brands all over the world so tata has got its own um mini electric vehicle called the tata nexon and um they're just firing on all cylinders man literally and figuratively so um The question begs to be asked about the Think Local Act Global segment. Are electric cars really the way to go if a country like India is introducing them? And the charging points are very straightforward for any of these vehicles. I'm talking about four-seaters to probably even like six-seaters. Like the United States have got the Tesla Cybertruck and then organizations like Ford Ford Motor as well as like... um, its competitors, everybody's got like these SUVs coming out in electric formats too. Is this really what's happening? Have we really as a species started to embrace the electric way of life? Sharmal does not know. He's in two minds. Uh, the execution is hard because even let's say in a place like Delhi, people who are buying these vehicles get a subsidy. However, the average cost of the vehicle is almost two, two-thirds two more expensive than the general cost of the vehicle. So, purchasing this kind of a product is not exactly a viable option for individuals on an average. It seems to be sort of like a, you know, like a... It seems to be like a heightened luxury. And only the cool, hip, fun-loving electricity embracing cute uncles are purchasing these products and that's really got Sharmel's brain in a tussle man he does not understand what's happening so um, I think that is a very important discussion that Sharmal, his listeners and the antimatter experts community will continue to attack So if you guys have some questions or views, reach out to us in the comment sections of our YouTube account. And if not, we can tackle these via direct messages on Instagram under the username anti-matter experts. That's where we get all our outreach regarding coffee content, better business broadcasting, uh, risky reposts from well-known accounts in both the social media as well as the general media publications, and a whole lot of other crazy questions that are then attacked on this podcast network to promote growth and progress for all our listeners moving ahead there was a local suggestion by one of our listeners in the Punjab area of New Delhi, India for, I'm sorry, I'm sorry the Punjab area of India what is wrong with Sharma? Punjab area of New Delhi, India? what the hell is wrong with you buddy? a state which is a part of a union territory that's in a country you might as well just uh, take your brain cells out and give them away, to Sharmal today. That's, that's really what's happening. You are messing up on each and every gosh darn point, And that's probably because you're distracted because of all the crazy suggestions that are being thrown at you. So let's get into it, man. There's no point. Dabbling, wishy-washy, beating around the bush. The suggestion came from our listener based out of Punjab, India. And it was regarding ginger beers. Guys, that's right. Ginger beers. Now, Sharmul has uh, had the good fortune of interacting with a nice individual who runs a media publication page on Instagram called Beer Blog. The person, the administrator who runs this page, has posted a lot of content about the general craft beers in India. However... We have not attacked the big question about ginger beer. So one of Sharma's listeners was like, Hey man, what's happening with all these ginger beers? Ginger is a very um, well-known ingredient that has been utilized across time in India under a lot of dishes. So we must understand if the use of ginger beer is right is it culturally right for indians to consume ginger beer the answer is yes and there are some amazing options that are being imported like bunsberg and ginsberg and i believe these are indian companies who are making these but the branding is sort of german sounding we will definitely have to get into this in a deeper context on the iws podcast to understand if ginger beer is the answer to immortality and curing COVID, man, that's the gosh darn truth. Now, without taking up too much time of the listeners, Sharma will add this important piece of information. There is a very, 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 very famous ginger beer called Bundaberg that's available it's definitely available in America because that's where Sharmel tried it at multiple cities and um, locations across both alcoholic and non-alcoholic um, beverage serving restaurants. Bundaberg is probably Sharmel's favorite and probably one of the world's leading ginger beers and the amount the, the fizz ratio to the uh, amount of ginger that's being utilized is just the right amount that it creates a little you know like a little a little tinge in the throat of the taster but it doesn't make them go insane with like spice so <sighs> popular unpopular opinion by Sharmal is to definitely check out Bundaberg. So dear listeners, we will answer many other intriguing questions like the use of Bundaberg, the use of electronic vehicles and the general use of uh, technology in the world, in our ecosystems for the greater good. But in order to answer these questions, y'all are going to have to tune in to the IWS podcast good host, Sharmel, will then check in on you. More on the same will be covered in following episodes, so stay tuned, Uh, try not to be a garbage person, and remember, I'll check in on you. Peace.